Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Greg Bassanian's eye-opening, award-winning documentary, Miracle in the Desert, The Rise and Fall of the Salton Sea, which lays bare the startling environmental disaster that is the Salton Sea in California's coveted Coachella Valley. Charting the Salton Sea's creation in 1905 to the current devastating environmental crisis that faces it today, this harrowing journey takes the viewer into the toxic dust as the largest lake in California begins to dry, millions of people's lives are in danger as clouds of toxic dust threaten the health of millions of Californians. There's a lot more to this documentary than just sort of that very dire sounding introduction. And I urge you to check this out. Again, it's called Miracle in the Desert, The Rise and Fall of the Salton Sea. But for now, we're joined today by the director of that documentary film, and that would be Greg Bassanian. Greg, welcome to Film School Radio. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate you guys taking the time. You're very welcome. A lot of people who live in Southern California, particularly LA, if you're old enough, Salton Sea was something that you heard a lot about back in the 60s and 70s, even into the 80s. I think it was still considered a kind of a recreational destination, but it sort of seemed to disappear. It seemed to go off the radar. And then the next time I heard about it, it didn't sound like such a great place to go. Tell me a little bit about how you became interested in this, that at this point, largely unheard of place we know as the Salton Sea. My introduction to it, I'm a native Southern Californian, right? So I think I had never even heard of it. I am born and raised here in Laguna Beach. Uh, Salton Sea is not too far away from Laguna. I had not heard of it until probably my mid-20s. And I think what happened was I was on YouTube one day and somehow a video of the Salton Sea popped up and I was intrigued and I played through it. And, you know, it shows this sort of desolate landscape with uh, relics and ruins and all of this stuff. And so it just kind of sat there in my head. I had, you know, I said, what is this place? I've never even heard of it. I did a little research. It's huge. It's 350 square miles. And I thought, you know, my parents go to that area of California all the time. You know, they have a retirement home um, in Indian Wells. And I thought this is, 20 minutes away from there. And I've never heard of it. I've never heard of anybody going there. So I went out there on a Saturday just to check it out. And the experience of seeing it and being there was so sort of, I don't know, huge that and impactful that that was really, I remember getting out of the car and, and looking around and going, there's nobody here. There's no boats. There's no jet skis. There's no, no sunbathers. The buildings are empty. They're boarded up. And I sort of asked myself, well, what happened? What caused everybody to leave? And that was sort of the, the catalyst there to go out and sort of answer that itching question. That was sort of the first step. So you, you've seen it. You've, you've, this, you've had this experience. Who do you approach first? Who do you start sort of poking around to find out who can tell this story? Because you have some really good people in the film to tell the story. And I'll, I'll confess, who knew there was a mayor? <laughs> right? I mean, I, I just scary. would, at this point, I would have assumed that since there's nobody out there, but there's apparently, there's a still pretty strong cadre of people yes. who are, you know, they they have not given up on the Salton Sea. So tell, tell me where you kind of got 
got started. Sure. So something kind of funny happened. I didn't know how to get started. I've never directed. I was not a documentary director. But what occurred to me was if I emailed people and said, I want to interview you on camera, they were going to ask, well, what have you done before? You know, I didn't have anything to show for it. So what I, what I did was I rented a camera. At that point, I didn't own one. And I drove out there and my thought process was, I'll shoot 60 seconds of footage and cut together some sort of teaser or proof of concept so that when I email people and I approach them, I have some visual material to say, hey, it's going to feel like this. It's going to sound like this. So I didn't go in cold. You know, I thought they're not going to respond to me. The reason I say that to you is because as I was shooting that day in, Palm, in downtown Palm Springs, my camera broke. I pulled into a parking lot. I took the camera out of the car. I was trying to fix it. And somebody started to approach me from behind. And I thought, oh, no, they're going to bust me for filming or they're going to kick me out of this parking lot. And I, he said, well, what are you doing here? I said, oh, don't worry, I'm leaving. And he said, no, no, you're in the parking lot of the Desert Sun newspaper. I'm one of the reporters. What, I'm not going to bust you. What are you doing? I said, I'm doing a documentary on the Salton Sea. I hadn't shot anything, but I, I told him that anyway. And he said, he got kind of excited. He said, I got to plug you in with our environment reporter. Lo and behold, I, I emailed Ian James, who's in the film. He responded. And that was a domino effect to a certain extent of being able to, he introduced me to several people. And uh, that was kind of a great signal for me as a filmmaker. Hey, maybe there's something here. Maybe people want to really talk about this. And that was really the icebreaker. So it was kind of a coincidental uh, entrance into making the film. Well, kismet or whatever others got to be, you know, a word for it. What I have found in my limited experience in driving through the Owens Valley, going up to Mammoth, going up to the Sierras, or going out that way into the the Palm, Palm Springs area, is people love to talk about the history of those areas. If they've been there for a little while, I know a lot of people up in the Owens Valley, they really love to talk about their history. And it's not, a, generally speaking, not a good history as it relates to Southern California. So I can imagine that people are eager to talk about this sort of unheard, barely noticed, kind of buried in the pages of history, kind of history of this part of the world. Uh, there are some other great people in the film. Uh, the gentleman from the Pacific Institute, I thought he was excellent. Uh, the mayor and the and the vice mayor, there was a... Uh, yes. You have yes, the Karen. people you have in the film really <laughs> do a great job of articulating the history. Um, yes. So, so did Ian sort of get you kind of kicked into the, this whole world or? Yeah. So, so the, the way the sort of dominoes fell was that Ian, I believe then plugged me into Bruce Wilcox. Bruce used to work for the state. Uh, before that he worked for the Imperial Irrigation District. Uh, Bruce then, when I called Bruce, he was, you know, Bruce is a great guy. He has been fighting for the Salton Sea for a long time. Um, and all credit to him because he's been doing it for, Uh, years. He then said, Hey, why don't you speak to Kevin? So I went and I interviewed them. As far as some of the other people in the film, it was really cold calling. I picked up the phone and I called the Salton Sea History Museum based on their website. It doesn't exist anymore. The museum closed down quite a long time ago, so far as I know. But uh, Linda and Lana were very happy to talk to me. I went to their home and I interviewed them and heard a lot about the history of the sea. And then Carrie Morrison, who who was the mayor, um, 
Carrie, we, again, we called through the website and he's still active and working on salt and sea issues. And I speak to Carrie regularly, just a wonderful guy, wonderful resource. He introduced us to Art, who is the vice mayor down there at uh, Desert Shores. Carrie also introduced me to uh, Steve, who is uh, down in Bombay Beach. So it was kind of one of these things where I think they people really wanted to tell the story. I think there's not an open ear to the story that often. And so they were sort of very helpful. Everybody was very helpful. Yeah. Well, thank you for indulging me because for filmmakers who listen to the program, it's hard to knock some of these doors down sometimes when you're yes. on a new project like this. So, but it's good to know that these things, once you've sort of committed, you know, once you talk to Ian and had that opportunity to kind of meet with him for a little while, it feels like uh, that's, the, that's the moment when you make the, the decision that you're going to move forward with this and see what happens. Yes. So thank you for indulging me with that. Well, let's, let, let's, uh, let's let our, remind our listeners we're speaking with Greg Basenian. He is the director of a documentary film called Miracle in the Desert, The Rise and Fall of the Salton Sea. Without going into excruciating detail, can we sort of outline the the origin story for the sure. Salton Sea? Again, I, I want I don't want to give too much away. I want yes. go see it. But I, what <laughs> I'll say is, the Salton Sea was was created by sort of a engineering mishap in 1905, and effectively the Colorado River was completely diverted into the Imperial Valley. So. It's kind of hard to imagine the scale of that, but for two years, the Colorado River flowed into the lowest part of the Imperial Valley, unabated. They couldn't stop it. And we sort of visually cover that whole era in the film. And we wanted to do that because I personally couldn't find anywhere where anybody covers that history, really. So that was one of the big challenges of the film. And, you know, after they managed to sort of take control of the Colorado River, again, without giving too much away, yeah. you have this new body of water formed in the middle of the desert, you know, the miracle in the desert, so to speak. And after that, it starts to attract people as bodies of water tend to do. There was already people in the Imperial Valley farming. That was the initial reason why water was brought into that part of California. They thought that nothing was going to grow in the middle of the desert. So people kind of thought that this whole venture to bring water to that part of California was a like a folly, right? They thought, this is crazy. And in fact, everything they planted there grew better than expected. So it was a huge success for the farmers. And the creation of the sea was kind of just a side effect of everything that happened. It's just, it's really an unbelievable thing that, you don't hear about, and I never heard about it, and the history is sort of forgotten about to yeah. a certain level. So we're hoping to, we can't bring it back to life. Well, and this documentary is 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 entertaining and informative, and it's, it's sort of a historic perspective on all, all the things that have happened to it. And the Imperial Valley, I think this is probably one of the most under-reported parts of California, is the history of the Imperial Valley, just in general. And it, it's uh, it's kind of forgotten. It's I, my personal sort of perspective is it's this desert part of the of the state that nothing happens in. But then, as you bring up in the in the film, and you just mentioned, a tremendous amount of food is grown there. And yes. so it there are things about the coastline that takes up all the kind of all the ink and all the attention uh, regarding California. But there is so much rich history 
uh, regarding Imperial and Mono and Inyo County and that part of the part of the state as well. But um, I want to talk a little bit about, we mentioned the rise and fall of the, of the Salton Sea in the title of the film. There are some very dire environmental and health consequences that need to be dealt with. And, yes. and so let's, let's, if you wouldn't mind, sort of talking about the, the environmental and, and, the, and the health part of the story of the Salton Sea as well. So what's happening now, and I'll, I'll you know, get into as much detail as is appropriate, What's happening now is due to several water agreements in Southern California, specifically with um, the Metropolitan Water District um, and the water districts in San Diego, the water that feeds the Salton Sea historically, which was runoff from the farms and fields of that area, uh, is going to be severely reduced. And that lake has no other source of water and it has no outlet. So it's going to start, it has already started drying up very, very rapidly. The challenge when that starts to happen to a, a body of water that large is there's some unintended consequences that begin to occur. And Owens Lake is a, a great example, and we cover that in the film. But when you have 350 square miles that's been underwater for 100 years and suddenly it's exposed, you're exposing what are effectively giant salt flats with uh, silicate particles. And that area of Southern California is extremely windy. If you've been to Palm Springs, you've seen that they have wind farms there. And it's the same down in Imperial. So it's already starting to blow a lot of this particulate matter into the air from the areas that are exposed now, which are rapidly, there's more playa being exposed, playa being the lake bed. And that's going to accelerate. So what you're looking at over the course of the next five to 15 years is potentially uh, tens of thousands of acres of exposed salt flats. And it's hard to imagine the scale of dust and the scale of pollution that causes. If you look at Owens Lake, and we cover this again in the film, the Salton Sea is three to four times larger than Owens Lake. And at one point, Owens Lake was the largest dust emitting polluter in the whole country. Okay, to put that at scale. So what's at risk is uh, basically lung health for Southern California, specifically people in Imperial and in Coachella and Palm Springs, but also the broader section of Southern California could be affected by that. And, um, and that's on top of the ecological issues, animals, you know, the fish are dying and there's no more stopover for the, there were millions of birds that used it as a stopover in a feeding ground. So right. there's multiple things going on there. There are multiple things. And one of the great things that, uh, that the film does as well is clear up some of the misconceptions about um, Salton Sea yes. that I had heard and assumed they were true. And so, and you, I don't think you can overstate the, the health and environmental impact that it, a, a dry, completely dry Salton Sea would have as you, mentioned 350 square miles of yes. at one point in its uh, it, at the height of its of its size that is an incredible amount uh, that's an incredible size first of all for uh, in terms of just how much as you you mentioned the the pollutants that would be coming out of it and we already know today we already know the environmental impacts health impacts it's having on residents in that area and if we begin to extrapolate out th from there we're you're right 
on all fronts here. Well, the film is really entertaining, and I, 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 I love these kind of documentaries. To, to tell me something that I think I know something about, and then when you watch it, you realize just how little you actually do know, and to be entertained by it as well. It's a terrific documentary. The film, again, is Miracle in the Desert, The Rise and Fall of the Salton Sea, and uh, it will be out um, on platforms. Uh, the Gravit Gravitas Ventures has picked it up. I assume it will be on most of the uh, platforms that we know and love, right? Yes. Most notably, you know, you can look for it on iTunes. Uh, and I believe uh, Google Play Store uh, release date is set for September 22nd. Right. So uh, iTunes, September 22nd. And again, you know, we hope people watch it. We hope it raises awareness for the issue. And hope we hope it, it just, again, brings awareness to the health impacts and, and gives a voice to the people down in the Imperial Valley. Well, I can tell you from my time in uh, county government in Los Angeles, I can tell you that when I was there, and that's been a few years now, uh, they were very concerned about Owens Lake. And I can only imagine exponentially how concerned they are now with what has happened. And they've known this for many, for a number of years we've known, but it will become something that will be too big to ignore it is it's already something that's impacting people's health but it isn't but a a cup of coffee away from being an enormous environmental impact on people and if we think we're too far away la county for sure will be impacted in all probability here in orange county as well places that you wouldn't assume that would be an impact right yeah we we what i say is people because people ask they say Oh, can the dust from there really reach us? And we just had news a couple couple weeks ago that dust from, you know, Africa was about to hit, you know, the southern portion of the United States, Texas, Louisiana, Florida. Right. So if you're questioning the ability of this particulate to travel, it absolutely can travel. It's just how much of it. And one critical thing is that, you know, the Salton Sea is the largest lake in the state of California. I mean, I, I had a hard time believing that until I went and I saw it. Um, so that's the scale of the problem and the scale of, unfortunately, the scale of solution has to be pretty large too. Yeah, and if, and if one of your experts in the film talks about the impact of uh, the, the silicons and the, the, the material as shredding your, your lungs. Yes. And at a time now when we're dealing with a serious respiratory pandemic, we have to take these things seriously. We need to be putting our, our priorities need to change in, in very significant ways. So Yes, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you, Greg Basenian, for your work here on uh, the uh, Miracle in the Desert, the Rise and Fall of the Salton Sea, and hope you'll come back when, uh, whenever you've got another project. Uh, hey. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. Hey, really appreciate the time. And absolutely, as you know, I hope to work on a second one here starting up soon. And if I can come back, it would be great to talk to you again. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Well, thank you, Greg. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks again. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.